0: Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy Zinsmaster, and I'm here again today with Carolyn Resnick. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, I always look so forward to these conversations that you and I have about your method, the Waterhole Rituals. And I'm especially excited to share today's conversation with our students because, for me, this was the bridge between really understanding harmony in the herd. And so I I would love for you to talk about the code of conduct in the herd and um, how that code of conduct replaces pecking order when there's harmony in the herd.
1: Yes. um, The first thing I think about is that I love your description. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: do. You want me to tell them my description, don't you? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, I learned this description from my teacher, my master, Carolyn Resnick. So, (laughs) (laughs) The code of conduct goes like this. When a horse is approaching another horse with the intention to move that horse that horse will move in a harmonious herd. When a horse approaches another horse with the intention to join that horse, the horse that is being approached has the choice to say, sure, I'd love to have you here with me, or no, this is my space, back off. And I love how how that translates in the herd and how you say that when the herd follows this code of conduct, it is a harmonious herd, and it's only when they're not following that code that we have pecking order disputes. So can you elaborate on this, Carolyn, for the
1: students? Yes, one of the things that I want to add to that is that the horse, when there is a harmonious herd, the horse that is approaching a horse to share territory is looking to see if he has an invitation to approach that horse not just that the horse says to him I have a right to tell you whether I have whether I want you to come up in my space or not but the horse is looking to see do I have permission to walk up to you so that the, the reason I put a lot of attention to that is because that is the the second waterhole ritual in knowing how to approach a horse to say hello Which develops trust between you and your horse. So um, we don't want to walk up to a horse uh, and find out after the fact that he didn't want us to walk up. So we watch. Do we have that? And and how we know is it's that feeling that we have inside. Do we feel that we having? Ask ourselves. Do we have? Do we feel safe walking up to that horse? or just asking yourself, does he want me to walk up? Usually the answer is right there and very clear. So the, 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 the intention of the approaching horse is what it's all about in a, a harmonious herd. So uh, pegging order disputes are, the purpose of them is to get to this formula in, of when you need to listen to a driving aid, and when you need to listen to personal space, yes. And um, what people get confused in that many times is that they think that if I ask them this question, w- which has more power, a horse's right to his personal space, or the the desire to move away when asked? Does that is Am I? Am yes, I you
0: are, because that? you've asked me this question in my early years of training with you so many times, and it does stump our students. So, what would trump would be that the horse that is asking the other horse to move
1: needs to move. Needs to move. In, exactly. In other words, give up his desire up for, for personal desire. space. Yes. And that's because the that's how they're able to survive in the wild is. The thing that's most important is when a horse asks another horse to move, it might save the herd's life to move on, rather than to argue about, oh, I don't think I want to move. That's too late. You might have a predator or... Something yes. And, and because
0: horses are relationship based like humans, mm-hmm. you know, this is, I think, this code of conduct is what you say has kept them safe for over 50 million years. Yes. And, and being able to be in harmony like that and paying attention to one another mm-hmm. is the most important thing.
1: And what's what also, if you follow this code of conduct in your leadership training of your horse at liberty, you're, it causes a horse to really trust you respect you and want to follow your lead without having to train him he just he knows that he wants to be with you and he feels comforted to follow anything that you ask him to do because you were within the code What we'll notice is that with especially with domestic horses is they're breaking the code oftentimes yes and it's and it's up to us to, to point out to the horse, This is the code. And when they start following the code, they become soft and connected with you. And then at that point, when they're that soft and connected, you have their full attention to either uh, dance with the horse at liberty or move into a a training element or whatever it is that you're wanting to, to do with your horse. Well,
0: yes, and I think one of the most important things about this code of conduct is the ability... That we have to move the horse and in relation to us back and forth to achieve that dance um, effortlessly, easily, and naturally, just as horses do in nature.
1: Yeah, the, the, the also that I want to point out is is I hear this question a lot with horsemen, and that is, who is the ultimate leader? You know, in, in this game that we share with horses. And if you follow the code, it's absolutely 50-50. Yes. If that horse asks you to move, then you would move. And that's so important. It isn't that, he, that you're, follow, you're, you're using a different rule book. You're using the same rule book. And if you use that same rule book and you know how to lead, that horse is happy to follow your lead. Yes, and, and
0: it's a true, Carolyn, and of course I know the answer to this question, but for our listeners, our students, that wild horses must ensure that a new horse has that instinct to move when he's asked because without that instinct, he can't become a part of that herd.
1: Yeah, it's so important that a horse is connected to his instincts because in the instincts, if, if you can open that door for the horse to find his instincts, what he finds is his ability to connect his desire to bond and, and trust your relationship that you're sharing with him, that's instinctual. And that is like when a, when a horse is born, he's born with the instinct to move away from anything that's coming toward him and to follow anything that's leaving. And if he doesn't get that practice as as his his journey in life, he loses that instinct, so he even forgets how to connect or that he wants to connect yes, so if we take a horse and we bring his instinct back to him, then what we find is a horse that that is a fabulous uh makes a fabulous partnership with with humans. but when we take these horses and we uh, point out let's say our first relationship with him is running around in a round pin and the horse realizing that he can't trust his instincts for his survival then he sort of uh, you know dumbs down and becomes um, so that he's he's not he's not thinking and connecting and yes. partnering up uh, from uh, from uh, a natural uh, ability
0: yeah and I think it's fascinating how wild horses, um, you know, do ensure that there's that instinct to, to move when asked and how that comes even before the creation of the bond. I think that's really important in this method because I think that oftentimes people are a bit afraid or intimidated about asking their horse to move. But I find, and I'm sure over the many years that you've been teaching this, Carolyn, you find too that once the students understand that this is a code that horses accept and that they're used to, it helps their communication so much so much better with yeah, their horse.
1: It, ho- it, it if you do it right, it gets the horse to stop thinking of you as uh, as a predator yes. and start thinking of you as a family member. Yes. Uh, but. Asking a horse to, uh, so there. So therefore, if we start that horse in chasing him in a round pen, then what we're doing is we're we're opening that door, but we also approached him in an aggressive manner. And he's having to step into our world and do what it is that we're asking him to do. And with the working with the horses at liberty in a free, open environment, what's what is taking place is we're waiting for the horse to make the connection, so that it so that we can step into his world. If we approach the horse and ask him to respond to us through a bond, then he he we're not stepping into his world, and we don't have his full attention. But if we sit and we wait for the horse to make a connection, connection, he's in a state of curiosity, curiosity and interest, and we have his full attention. And of course, that that's how you're able to step into the horse's world. And that's what the waterhole rituals are about, and the understanding that um, one of the rules that we follow at Liberty that if the horse doesn't want to interact, that he always has that right to to quit connecting. And then when he has that right, it brings out a different horse that wants to just naturally partner up and follow your lead.
0: Absolutely. And I I think that it is so important to understand that ritual of movement, you know, when working with horses, especially at Liberty. You know, I want you to um, tell us, do you Uh, feel that or is it important that if a horse is as well as you know we know the code of conduct we know that we can approach our horse with the intention of moving him and the horse will move if we're clear about our intention and our request right and is it important if the horse is coming at us with the intention to move us that we move
1: absolutely yes and the other thing is if he's coming up to us to join us and we see that that horse is going to come into our personal space whether we want him to or not, we need to follow that code. We would need to not let him do that. Yes. To show him that we're following the code and we're protecting our personal space.
0: Yes. Now, um, as far as a student who's just learning, how would you say they would be able to determine when a horse is coming at them, if that horse is asking to join or asking them to move. Can you elaborate a little
1: bit on that for the students? Yes. The way the program starts out is simply um, introducing them uh, to, the, uh, to uh, how to move their horse away from them um, with a fence between them so that they can. Because if you can't move a horse away and you ask him to move, when you're in the same pen with him, uh, that could be toxic. Yes. So w- you learn how to move the horse. Then once you do that, you're sitting in the chair and you know that you can move the horse, and the horse knows that you can move them. And then from the interactions that take place when you're first uh, when you're first sharing territory, is the horse will be at first soft and gentle in connecting with you yes and as you go along he's going to become a little bit more rude because that's the way relationships develop that's how horses uh, communicate with each other in nature and it can get into play games and and little little uh, mock fighting and so forth so what the students are guided on is that we can let a horse come in and and interact with us as long as they're soft and then when we see that there's a little bit of push on that close relationship you're having with him, that that would be the time that you would ask him to move away.
0: Yes, and and, and your program, where we are right now in uh, giving this information to the student is to explain some of the most important things that they need to know before entering into the program, and then, of course, they'll start sharing territory soon and better understand how yeah, this works. The,
1: the key to knowing uh, when to move a horse is if you ask yourself this question you'll be able to answer it could i move him away from my chair if i asked mm-hmm. and you'll come up with the right answer you'll say well if i ask if i use that reed and ask him to move away i don't think at this time he would move then what do you want to do is to get up and move your chair and then come back with with the hurting uh Request and tell him to move, and he'll move. And yes. so that's that's all the beginnings of learning how to get into that code of conduct with with uh, with you know getting that entry point of connection to be as as easy as possible. Absolutely, and, you know, all of
0: this takes practice, but I feel like that's just so much the part of the magic in this method, you know. We learned so many life lessons um, with the horses and uh, being able to communicate with them and how we can uh, gauge our energy and what we will allow and what we won't allow. I mean, this subject could go on and on, but for the sake of the course, I think, that we've covered uh, the basic code of conduct um, do you have anything else Carolyn you want
1: to share about the subject yeah uh, the, the subject of allow and not allow mm-hmm. uh, I think is, um, is something that I would like to share is it really doesn't make any difference uh, really that maybe you don't allow something that was a mistake it really isn't a mistake uh, you can take my method and choose to use the Waterhole rituals in 50 different ways that will work. Yes. And, uh, and 50 ways that it possibly would not work. And it just seems like whether you, you do it right or wrong, just the practicing of it. It just evolves yes. magically. And you say, how did I get to this point? I you know, I I can't believe it. It's just knowing where to put your focus and what to develop and what rules to follow. And if you break some of the rules, it's okay. Horses are very forgiving. Especially if it is done With grace and ease. Yes. If everything stays in grace and ease, you're probably not going to get into too much of a mistake.
0: Yes, I can attest to that. And I think that it's such a beautiful flow. This program is uh, very, very special. And I'm so excited that we get to talk to you through each one of these um, lessons in the Waterhole Ritual Program. So thank you so much, Carolyn. And I know we'll be talking to you soon. Yes. Thank you, Nancy. All right. You have a great day, Carolyn, and I'll talk to you later. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.